Welcome back. It's midday. I'm Tom Hall here in Studio A with our good friend, our theater critic, Jay Wynn Russick. Judy, it's good to see you. We're going to talk about a show at the Everyman Theater. It's by Lynn Nottage. It's called Crumbs from the Table of Joy. It takes place in a wide variety of times and places. Um, so where and when does Crumbs from the Table of Joy take place? Actually, this play takes place basically just in one place. But Lynn Nottage's plays take place all over the place variety of times and places. Um, oh, that's right. All of yes, her plays is yes, what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wondered yeah, yeah. if this one was no, moving No, 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 no. This okay. one zeroes in. Now but I got She's, it. of course, a two-time Pulitzer Prize winner. Yeah. And if you look just at those two plays, you understand her variety. I mean, her play Ruined is set in a brothel in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Her play Sweat is set in a steel workers bar in Reading, Pennsylvania. Crumbs from the Table of Joy is an early Lynn Nottage play. It debuted in the mid-1990s. It's about an African-American family in Brooklyn in the 1950s. So the whole play is in Brooklyn in the 1950s. It's not autobiographical, but it is written in the form of a memory play, complete with a narrator. Think Tennessee Williams' Glass Menagerie. In Crumbs from the Table of Joy, the narrator is a 17-year-old girl named Ernestine Crump. She's called Ernie. After her mother's death, Ernie's father, Godfrey, moved her and her 15-year-old sister, Ermina, Ermina, from rural, rural Florida to Brooklyn. Since his wife died, Godfrey has become a devout follower of the evangelical preacher, the real-life preacher, Father Divine, and he moved north to be closer to Divine. He is a strict adherent, and he's raising his daughters very strictly. Ernie is about to become the first member of the Crump family to earn a high school diploma. I brought a clip from a scene in which the dress pattern for her graduation dress has arrived in the mail. You'll hear Mackay Dominique as Ermina, Deidre Staples as Ernie, and Jefferson A. Russell as their father, Godfrey. Let's listen. Mommy promised Ernie a graduation dress, and she's going to need some money for the fabric. All right. It is Ermina. You graduate? <laughs> no. But first, you're really going to graduate. Oh, you're going to be a high school graduate like Percy Duncan, Roberta Miles, Sarah Dickerson, Elmore Sinclair, Chappie Phillips, and Ernestine Crump. That's a scene from Crumbs from the Table of Joy at Everyman Theater here in Baltimore. So, Judy, you call this a memory play. So how's it? How's it structured? Does it proceed chronologically? It does proceed chronologically. It's a series of crucial moments in a crucial year for the Crump family. In the scene that comes after what we just heard, the girl's Aunt Lily, a free-spirited communist, shows up and moves in. There's also a scene where Godfrey disappears for three days, and he comes back married to a white woman, a white German woman. And there are short scenes that... Ernie imagines or wishes had taken place. And these fantasy scenes open up the play. They add some whimsy and some humor. And they also tell us more about Ernie, about her imagination and her hopefulness. I have a clip from the scene in which Aunt Lily shows up. At first, the girls don't even know who she is. This is Deidre Staples, Mackay Dominique again, and Mixo Lydia Tyler, who plays Aunt Lily. Let's listen. And there now is Aunt Lily. The first colored woman we'd seen dressed like a white lady. <laughs> Smart looking and posture straight. She had been to Harlem. 
For us country folks, that's the equivalent of reaching a promised land. Ernestine, it's not my dad. Ermina. But haven't you grown? <laughs> Ladyish and whatnot. <laughs> How's my baby doing? Where's my hugs? Don't know who you is. Can't be giving out loving to anybody that asks. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> That's Deidre Staples, Mixolydia Tyler, and Makai Dominique in Everyman Theater's production of Crumbs from the Table of Joy by Lynn Nottage. So, Judy, the narrator sounds very central to this play. How about Deirdre Staples? How does she handle that role? Well, all five actors are quite good. The direction's by Reginald L. Douglas. Deirdre Staples is a standout. At the performance I attended, she got a standing ovation, and it was very well-deserved. She brings a real youthful, natural delivery to Nottage's language, which is very poetic. And in her imaginary scenes, everyone gets along. Sometimes they sing, sometimes they dance, and you can hear that yearning. You can feel it in Deirdre Staples' voice. Makai Dominique is just fine as Ernie's kid sister. These two clearly lean on each other since their mother's death. Jefferson Russell plays their father, Godfrey, as a lost soul, a man who's become far too dependent on Father Divine, or at least his image of Father Divine. Godfrey's unyielding devotion to Father Divine is contrasted with his sister-in-law, Lily, who leads a much looser lifestyle. And Mixa Lydia Tyler plays her as a confident woman ahead of her time, particularly in terms of civil rights and women's rights. Does the entire play take place in this in the Crump home? What does that home look like? I've always thought that every man does a really good job with living rooms. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, all but one scene in this case takes place in the family's basement apartment in their living room slash kitchen. Daniel Edinger has designed a long, narrow living room slash kitchen with row houses on either side. It only takes up the depth of about half the stage, and we find out why when the play moves to one of Father Divine's banquets. It's a great scenic effect, a great change, or maybe a bit much for such a short scene. But Crumbs from the Table of Joy is a poignant play, and it's getting a stirring production at every man. And Deidre Staples gives a breakout performance. All right, Crumbs from the Table of Joy. It's over at the Everyman Theater here in Baltimore, and it's there until February 25th. So we talked recently about a production of Rent by Iron Crow Theater. Uh, and you've got some news about that particular production. This is cool. Yes, it is. Rent ended its run at the Theater Project last weekend, but Iron Crow has added five performances at a new venue, the M&T Bank Exchange, which is next to the Hippodrome and also part of the Franz Merrick Performing Arts Center. It will be the first theatrical production at the exchange. So this is big news. Um, Rent not only sold out its last weekend at the Theater Project, but it had a double-digit waiting list. The added performances are February 16th through 18th, and instead of the Theater Project's 150 seats, there will be 280 seats and standing room for 50 more. So this is a very exciting development. Um, Ron Legler, president of the Franz Merrick Center, has always said he wants the exchange to welcome community arts groups, and Iron Crow's production of Rent, which is just stunning, is a great place to start. Yeah, that's terrific news because you know, as Ron has said, he's as you mentioned, he's the he runs the Hippodrome down there. Uh, they're looking to you know really expand the the purview of who's in there. So that's terrific. All right, thanks so much. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. And next week, Judy and I will talk about Jane Eyre, which is in a new production at the Classic Theater of Maryland. 
over in Annapolis. Midday theater critic Jay Wynn Russick, by the way, also the author of a terrific novel. I got to make sure I remind you of that. It's called Please Write a Novel in Letters. That's it for us today. Coming up Monday, Delegate Mike Rogers of Anne Arundel County joins me for the latest installment in our series of conversations with the candidates. He's running in the Democratic primary in the third congressional district. So that's coming up Monday. And up next, it's Selected Shorts, a celebration of Langston Hughes from APM. Midday's director and engineer is Shania Mapson. Luke Spicknell is WIPR's operations manager and amazing, amazing friend of Midday. Taria Rogers and Mallory Pinkard-Pierre produce our program. They get help from Sam Burmistaz and Izzy Bavis. Austin Coglin from Clean Cuts wrote and recorded the Midday theme music. I'm Tom Hall. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This is Baltimore's NPR News Station, 88.1 WIPR.